It's episode 11 of the Story Garden Pod, and I'm your host and story gardener, Megan Lang. I've come to realize that expecting any one episode to align to the format of any other episode is just not a thing, so I hope you'll track with today's guest and I as we meander our way through a myriad of stories and belly laughs. Now, I am excited to introduce today's guest, Josh King. Josh and I became friends in the fall of 2019 and have since developed the kind of friendship that will span a nation, literally, since somebody is leaving us to move to Buffalo. Josh owns his own business, Josh the Planner, is Papa Hen to his seven chickens and his dog, Tennessee, and he and his husband, OJ, are a staple at my social gatherings. Mostly, this episode is just two friends sitting down to giggle a lot while I try to dig out stories. So whatever you take from it, I hope one lesson is that it's important to have friends you can always laugh with. Having said that, are you ready? It's time to grab a drink, pull up a chair, and join us in the Story Garden. So Megan has brought me on her podcast because she wants me to tell a story. Wait, okay, so first, <laughs> Josh is going to rewrite the format of this podcast. So For this episode only. Yes, I'm yes. Uh, Rebel, with a, <laughs> Rebel Without a Clue. Oh, that would be a great title. Josh. <laughs> okay, give me, give me a brief, like, who are you? I am Fish's best friend. This is true. My name is Josh King. I'm a local um, guy. Like, no, 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 I'm confident on the guy part of it, but like. But what is your title? I run my own business. Uh huh. I'm called Josh the Planner. Yep. So I work with real estate developers, property owners, just kind of helping them understand what value there is in a property, what yep. can they do with it, and help them through the process. Yeah. I'm also a realtor, so I can help you with commercial properties, rezoning properties. I can help you find a house if that's what you're looking for. Um, <laughs> you're a really busy guy. Where was I? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> if... If I've got a lot going on, or if I'm distracted by a truck driving down the down the street, your fish is pretty interested too. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, send someone to somebody else that can help them better, or that might be more of an expert in what they're looking for. So, is there anything else about you specifically? You have a dog. Dog, Named. married. Oh, my dog is named Tennessee, like the state. And um, you are a chicken guy. I do. Yes, I have chickens. They're they're about to be your chickens. I know. As soon as we can help Nick get that coop finished. He's so close. It saw looks. It. It I looks mean, it looks so amazing. It's so it's so close. Like by the time you close on your house, it will absolutely be done. 
Yes, it has to be. Before then, Um, (laughs) that's part of the that's part of the contract. Yeah. Okay. So, so basically, our what we've gathered from this is Josh is a city planner, development planner, kind of. He he is a resource for people who develop and build things. Yes. He knows about codes and various ordinances and a lot of stuff. He told me how many chickens I could technically have based on city. Guidelines. Yes. So he's solid. <laughs> Married dog named Tennessee, who's from the Carolinas. Yeah. Formerly named Snoopy. Yeah. Chickens. Yeah. There are seven of them. One is named Wu. I can't remember the other names, and I don't. That think... That makes two of us. Yeah. The three of us. Is... <laughs> Neither of you can. And every time I ask, there I was like, like Let's for the pull lo- up the list in our in our phone notes. Like, they, there are was y'all the old. Yeah. Time out. Did you call me old? Yeah. Fish doesn't agree with that either. No. How old are you? 25. <laughs> Reverse that and subtract a, a number of years. Yeah. Double that and subtract <laughs> several years. I'm nowhere near. <sighs> are you 42? So my... When we, we were up in... When we were up in Buffalo, (laughs) my nephew was, I was taking him out for lunch because the rest of the family was all doing things. Um, And so. Just referring to your memory issues, the fact that you you have notes on your phone telling y'all the names of the chickens because you can't remember them. And so when I was driving him home from the hot dog place, I was pointing out you know local points of interest yeah like oh that was so-and-so's house and that oh you're i think your dad grew up over here somewhere one of these couple houses and oh that was my aunt so-and-so's house and he's like i know you're just like grandpa this is exactly what he does (laughs) and i was like well, now you get my point of view, buddy. <laughs> okay, so t- let's see here. I'm trying to think about the weird stuff you've told me about your life. Um, why did you decide to get chickens? I like chickens. So we were on vacation. Well, I've always I've liked chickens. Yeah. And I was like, I really like chickens. And then <laughs> we were on vacation pre-pandemic, so like 20... 18, 2019, something like that. Um, we were on vacation. We went to a cruise. We were in the Caribbean on an island. I'd say it's a private island, but if you've ever been on a cruise and pulled it's up to one of their private island, island it's, it's a cruise ship on the ground. But it was a lovely island. We were on a very small one, so it was all to <laughs> us that day. And it was me and OJ were hanging out in some hammocks because... It's a beach That's day. That's well, what you yeah. do on a beach day. And it was raining and a little cold. So there was chickens that kept coming out, like a mama hen and a baby hen and oh. then a rooster. Okay. They all like kept coming out and over to where I was. And I was like, why do these chickens keep coming over here? The I tell the story of they were just drawn to me because there was that natural <laughs> attraction. My other half, the other Josh, my husband. Yeah, we can say that. It's been 10 years. Uh, he said it's because I kept feeding them and I was like potatoes potatoes depends on who's telling the story so 
the chickens kept coming by, and I was like, I really want chickens. So finally, when we got, went back, we went to Tractor Supply, and I got four chickens, my starter flock. Chicken math. Chicken math. And then we lost one, so I bought eight, nine more. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, you know, that's what you do. But now we're now I'm bequeathing these, <laughs> the remaining hens, to Megan, because she also wants chickens. I do. So why have you always wanted chickens? You don't get to ask that. I mean, it's your podcast, but isn't it fun when someone turns the microphone on you? Uh, I mean, yeah, but then I... I see. T- <laughs> About your chickens. <laughs> they're wonderful, they're lovely, and they're soon to be yours. What have you learned from the chickens? <laughs> they are actually more self-sufficient and reliant than you would expect and they're very resilient and they're fun they're it's just fun i'm gonna miss your chicken videos you can start your own like you need another thing to do but (laughs) the daily chicken garden (laughs) i haven't started time with the chickies Oh my gosh, that's, that's a so whole other podcast. No, it could just be a little daily, like, yeah. chicken snippet. I have not posted one of those videos in a while. I'm better, gonna have to, you better do a, few a farewell. More, like a farewell chicken tour. Yeah. Um, and then you but can bring hot. them here. You can bring them here. Yeah. And do one here. And Sam introducing you to the new chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People. I mean. Okay, so so you've learned that chickens are resilient. Yeah. Okay, so then my next story. Why did you start your business? Because I wanted to. No. So I had a great job with the city of Gallatin. And, you know, Mayor Brown, if you're listening, one, super. Two, I just, I kept looking around and going, it's not them, it's me. I don't think this is... This isn't what I want to do. Yeah. So I started my own business. I decided to focus on the things that I like to do, that I had moderate, I moderately knew how to do and yeah. had interest in. So I said, well, this has been fun, but uh, I'm going to go do my own thing now. And uh, kind of started making a plan and putting some things into motion. I had some amazing clients that supported me from the beginning yeah and so i was able to leave with billable hours and contracts in place yeah. and it's been great we love people like that those those people are fantastic so if you can be one of them try to so you are similar to nick sometimes in um the uh Bouncing around of ideas and what? Yes. Okay, so I want to know as Because uh, I don't know if you are diagnosed with ADHD Nick is um, But both of y'all kind of do the the jumpy The Venn diagram of these 12 things are related and where are we going to land at any given moment? Because you said you have monkeys in your brain or whatever. So Not monkeys, just one. (laughs) Just one monkey. So I want to know, what has been, how have you 
learned to um, kind of utilize that in a successful way? That's a great question, and I have no idea. But you've done it. Like how? I'm not successful. You started your own business. Yeah, that's not hard. You just have to be dumb and have guts. <laughs> and a supportive husband who's willing to pay most of the bills for <laughs> probably longer than you should have. OJ. Um, but, but like, I mean, if that, you think about it, right? Like, I, I'm just, how in the world do we have brains that are so unique and we've managed to figure out how to... I don't know. Make it work. Because it is. It's like it's like your brain is playing hopscotch. Yeah. And I'm like, how how does that put out so much information? And it's weird because if I'm interested in something, I can sit for hours. You get hyperfixated. And then there's other times that I'm like, um, this is boring. Next. And you're like, mm, you can't. Uh, this is dinner with... No, I shouldn't say that. It, you, you can't skip. This having, is really this important. Is a significantly important thing. You're signing a contract to join the military. You cannot skip this one. So you were in the military? I was. Do you have any fun stories from that? Yes, but not ones that I can share. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you join the military? Because I was 17 and I wanted to get out of Buffalo and I wasn't sure I could do college. Which, spoiler alert, as a 17-year-old, I could not do college. That's reasonable. I don't... I think college is a very wonderful thing for people when they decide that they're ready for college. College is a great thing that's out there. If it's for you, amazing. If a trade school's for you, great. If you just kind of want to wing it and focus on other things in life, that's cool too. Yeah. And I, we have friends that work for colleges. Yeah. We have, and they're brilliant. They're and amazing I'm so glad people. It exists. And I, I love college, having conversations with them. Oh, I man. went to a lot of college. Yeah. I didn't. I, w- I went to a normal amount of college. Well, I. But. Spoiler alert! I changed my major a lot. <laughs> How did you land in? Um, I got on the wrong bus. What? I got on the wrong bus. What do you mean? Like, I was supposed to be a social studies teacher. And? I took a history class on the history of the city of Buffalo. But I had a work conflict on the day that we were supposed to take the city tour that our professor was leading. So instead, I ended up taking it a week or two later and going with some urban urban planning graduate students and went, oh, oh, to, he- to hell with those kids. This is way more interesting. Wait, for real? Yeah. Why didn't you think that was a cool story? Because it's not. Yes, it is. It's just this boring, insignificant detail of my life. To you. Well, yeah, I lived it. Right, but for people who don't know you? Yeah, like I wanted to be that person that knew, like I'm amazed by that. I just met a um, a broker in Buffalo a couple months ago. Yeah. Last month. What month is it? July. Earlier this month. Mm-hmm. Last month. And I was like, you know, how did you get into this business? And she's like, I knew 
that I wanted to be in real estate. I knew I wanted to be a real estate agent. So at 16, she was interning at a an agency. She had like a part-time job there. Um, at 18, she got her license. Mm-hmm. At 21, she got her broker's license. And I was like, that's amazing. I'm older than that by at least four years. Um, and I still... I'm still making up what I want to do as a grown-up. Yeah. I'm like, that's so cool. So I have always yeah. admired people that are like, this is it. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Boom, boom, boom. These are the steps. Everything's outlined. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm doing it. I'm like, that's fascinating. But that's, like, that's not necessarily the normal path. That's not that's not been my path at all. It's not been mine either. My degree is in... Uh, I was marketing business. No, I so fine arts. I studied technical writing and business editing. Why? It was English. I know, but you're not a technical. You might be. I've just I never mean, I'm, seen I'm that. I'm capable of it. But you have corrected my grammar a couple times, but <laughs> but it and is, called me old. <laughs> it's because. Um, I, I had changed majors too many times. I just needed to be done. And I had Mm -hmm. English. I, I started, um, in music, vocal performance. And then. Oh, that's fun. And then I switched and I switched many times. I switched to comms and then I was like, oh, I'm going to be an English teacher. And then I was like, I do not want to teach. Yeah. And at that point, my credit hours were such that techcom. Amazing. Somewhat intimidating, and that that's so amazing that you that's a route you chose to do. Um, at the time, GM was doing a lot of buyout of contracts. Yeah. So there was a lot of people that had already had a career working for in a factory that were then going to college to find their second career. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so cool. It's you know not my path, but that's so cool that that that's the journey that they're on. Right. Um. But, so you were, like, 20-ish? I was... It, it was Something a few years ago. In his 20s. <laughs> I was not... When I started college, I was not that much... Not that much older than most of the other People students. who were doing college. Cool. Yeah. And, and you took the wrong bus. Uh, and I... It was not. It was not the tour. It was not the bus that I was supposed to be on. Yeah. But it, it was the of, bus I was supposed to be on. Right, and so that just kind of spurred you into looking into it, and next yeah. thing you know. Well, I was. Uh, I had so, I had already uh, been doing classroom observations that same semester. For like, history teaching. Yes, social studies, secondary ed. Wow. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. One school, suburban, upper middle class. Yeah. It was it was fine. And then the other the other class was the exact opposite. I ended up teaching a health class because the substitute was a no show, the teacher was a no show, and the principal couldn't be found. So I was, as a student, left in charge of a classroom full of 
I think there were maybe seventh graders, eighth graders. Wow. No lesson okay. plan, no nothing. It's just, hey, the teacher from next door will check in on you every now and then just to make sure you're okay. But we don't know where anybody is. So here you go. Here's a health book. Have fun. I'm like, what? I'm supposed to observe, not teach. Wow. It was a, it was a, it was a school that was challenged. It had its challenges. Yeah. And so that was not maybe the best impression of teaching for you. It, <laughs> I think it, it showed the, it illustrated to me the dichotomy of the world and the systems that we've created. The extreme disparity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like just how fucked up the world can be. Yep. Like these kids, neither one of them asked for anything that was, that they're having to deal with. Yeah. And I'm like, Wow. These poor kids are just shoved into this system and yeah. basically told, good night and good luck, kids. Make the best of it. And I'm like, wow. That's kind of that's, not great. That kind of sucks. And also made me very grateful for the experiences I've had, the opportunities that I've had. Yeah. And how hard my parents worked to make sure that I had those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, there's no silver spoon that I was born with. They work for everything they've had. And I'm like, oh, I feel a little bit more grateful. And as a 20-something-year-old, that's a pretty significant realization to have had. Yeah. Because seeing other people that are in their 20s now and young 20s, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I hope I wasn't that bad. And I was, and more, and yeah, we all were. We all were, yeah. It's like, kind of like an adult, but the brain hasn't fully. Yeah, I mean, what is it? You don't. You're not fully developed as a. Your brain is not your prefrontal cortex. Is that it? I don't know. Until you're like one of those brain things or something. Yeah, I mean, I think I may have been pretty awful at twenty-five too. So what else do we want to talk about? Well, um, let's see. Two stories. Okay, I'm going to figure out one more. I'm going to keep asking questions. I mean, you've got like 50 stories to pick from. But I have to pull them out, and then I have to figure out what you learned from them. Because that's part of it. What about a story about food? Um, When I was in North Carolina, we were working, trying to look to see how we could grow or sustain the agricultural industry as part of the backbone of the regional economy because we were like your job yeah 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 because i worked for a regional agency it was the textile rust belt it was a lot of a lot of places that people had forgotten about they just show up on a storm map yep but these were real people these were real places that they lived but what do you do with the the people and the talent and the infrastructure after the industry is gone so coming from buffalo it was like oh my god this is speaking right to my soul like yeah i know exactly this struggle but what's the answer i don't know there isn't one so one of the things that we continued to look at was the agricultural industry and just some of the missing building blocks to be able to grow from just farmer to farmer's market is a great first step 
Yeah. But that's going to get you to like a, a sustenance hand-to-mouth living. Like how do you grow beyond that? Yeah. How do you introduce those products to new markets? How do you get crop differentiation? What are some of the institutional restraints that are there? Yeah. So we learned I learned a ton from farmers, from restaurants, from chefs, from all of these things about how the whole food ecosystem works and different trying to plug in different ways to fix it or help it or yeah. just reduce some of the barriers. Did were there any did you find any solutions? Yeah. We created it's called the Mill Spring it the Mill Spring Agricultural Center. I worked with uh, soil and water, soil water conservation district, and I yeah. think God rest her soul. I think she's passed away now. Um, a guy named Lynn Sprig. I don't know. I he was very very knowledgeable. Yeah. And um, experienced when I knew him. So. God, I hope he's still alive. He was an amazing resource. Yeah. This is going at least a couple years back. Um, so there was a middle school that was out in the county. It had fallen into disrepair. The school district had sold it off because it was an. They so didn't it was need in disrepair it. and it wasn't going to be. A it was. It was falling apart. Um, so the soil and water conservation district ended up buying it for a song. Uh, I was involved both as a champion and a cheerleader, but they we had a Brownfields grant through the EPA at the time. So I was able to work with them on remediating um, a heating oil tank and a, a diesel underground diesel tank. Just a few little things to kind of clear some things up. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but it became sort of like a central hub with uh, a, a, a cooler... A co- a, it was the most unique rigged cooler I've ever seen. It was kind of, it kind of had like a half basement kind of thing. So it was surrounded on three sides by earth and yeah. then the door opened to the inside. But we put, um, Lynn had rigged up two air conditioner units, like window air conditioner units that kept that place, that kept that room cool. So that if you were a farmer and you group and you harvested, um, five quarts of blueberries yeah it's like well you're not going to drive an hour and a half into the city and deliver five quarts of blueberries but i could take my five and i could take megan's five and then we could get a whole flat and then we could deliver that into the city so it was it wasn't a co-op because co-op was a bad word to use yeah but it was kind of like a a free association and to be able to congregate things that's super be neat. able to put resources back out into the fields like once you hit a certain point um in in your development as a farmer you need to get gap certified yeah so that then you need hand washing stations and you need all these things but if you're a small mom and pop grower with 10 acres that's a huge investment to make yeah so what are some things that you can do and share like you have this equipment for these three weeks well i need it those next three weeks yeah because How different to, crops yeah and their various picking times and their and or because, harvesting because we were in the mountains you could have 
things that were growing upland that were a month behind things that were growing on the other side of the wow. county, which were uh, a little bit more like a South Carolina. Yeah. So it was like, oh, it was so much fun. I love that job. Is that why you like planting things? No, I've always liked planting things, but I learned more about it. So I was so the guy cool. in the fancy Italian looking shoes mm-hmm. and the express for men. It was still structure at the time. Or no, maybe it. There was the transition. Okay. Don't Wikipedia, kids. <laughs> uh, so, I, but they were just amazed by me because I'm looking like, you know, I stepped out of a, a shopping mall in the suburbs of Charlotte, which I did. Yeah. And I, they're like, And you were well, clambering around in the farms. And they're like, and there would be, you know, chickens and horses, which I love both of those. And yeah. fields. And I'm like, okay, well, hang on. Let me go get, I got boots in the truck. Hold on. And now... One of your favorite things to wear is overalls. Yes. Which I did I did not have until we moved to the suburbs. Don't ask me. Do, it, uh, my life does not Wait, make sense. How long ago did y'all move here? A few years ago. Almost 10. Okay. I was going to say, I met you in 2019. It was fall of 2019 because... We were the COVID we class We had of leadership just started Gallatin. leadership skeletons. Yeah. Was that... Have I only known you that long? Yeah. God, I feel like I've known you forever. It's because y'all come over a lot. Well, you have my favorite... Second favorite dog. I know. And Tennessee, if you're listening, I still love you. Daddy loves you, but... <laughs> Fish is my second favorite dog. Auntie Megan loves you too, Tennessee. <laughs> but Fish is my favorite dog. And my sister has a dog who spent a lot of time with me when I was up in Buffalo. That dog can be tied for a second favorite. Chewy is my... Right now, he's my favorite dog that lives in Buffalo. Great. He's my fur nephew. Wait, so when you move, will Fish be your favorite dog that lives in Tennessee? Yes. So it'll be Tennessee, and then Fish, the dog that lives in Tennessee. So it's like a triangle. So they're on equal footing. But then when we find a dog for you... So you have a dog from Tennessee named Carolina. I, you know, we've talked about this before. I, you know, you talk about surprise baskets. <laughs> <laughs> so Megan and her husband taught me what a surprise basket was. So I surprised them by filling up the bed of their pickup truck twice. Did we teach you that? Yeah. Because you, oh, you were like, oh, you could just, you know, do surprise baskets. Oh, shoot. And I was I like. Was I was like, Megan, what's a surprise basket? And you were like, oh, you just like show up at somebody's house and give them like a basket of random things. And I was like, I love this idea. And let me joshify it a little bit by filling up the bed of your pickup truck. Yeah, he gave us twice. a whole, there's a, a, yeah, I don't even know. And that's as if we haven't been secretly dropping things off. <sighs> you better do your inventory. I don't want to look. <laughs> and also, we're not done. Uh, we just, we finally started cleaning out some stuff from the garage, and there's a whole new pile of surprise basket for Megan and Nick. Oh my gosh. Most of it's chicken related. You'll be happy. Okay. How many projects are currently going on in your house? None. How many projects were there before you were going to sell the house? Oh my God. At, Underway, actualized, thought of, 
I don't um, know. A lot. Probably way too many. Okay. So you know that on every podcast I assign a flower to someone. Yes. And I've already told you the one that you are. Oh, God. I'm morning glory. No, <laughs> you're not morning glory. I told you that. Am I the never... one, that, the poisonous one you're that right stings? you poker. I don't remember. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you said something else, and I was like, oh, the one that's poisonous. Poisonous. It's a and... red hot poker. Is it because it doesn't know what it wants to be when it grows up to? It's grand in the garden to attract wildlife friends. I do have a lot of deer in the backyard. It. Let me see here. Okay. How do you grow it? Well, you do stuff. <laughs> uh, it, plant it in the ground and give it water. It's an upright green, evergreen perennial with a clumping habit. Oh, I like to clump, too, especially around the middle. It attracts hummingbirds, butterflies, and birds. And you know what chickens are? Birds. birds. So then who's the who's butterflies? I like I'm to... a butterfly. Mm, I'm a hummingbird. No, I'm a butterfly. Yeah. I can't, I, I can't make jokes on your podcast. About what? I was going to say, you know, sometimes like a field mouse or a... <laughs> Why would that be bad? Oh. Um, okay, it's red, yellow, or orange tubular flowers. <laughs> I don't remember why I thought this was you, but you were I, drinking. <laughs> I just thought it was you because because you're feisty. <laughs> I am a little feisty. I mean, yeah. I'm very happy go lucky. I'm very easy to get along with. Until I'm not. I remember being like, um, oh my gosh, Josh added me as a Facebook friend or I added you or something. And I was so thrilled because you were hard to get to know during Leadership Gallatin. People thought you were an enigma. I'm kind of hard to get to know in general. I know. And I was thrilled. There's so much to unpack. I literally was like, oh my gosh, Beth, I think I've finally broken through and Josh is broken through. I was so excited. And then we became real friends and we started hanging out and it was like... I've... When it came to like making work friends, I'm always a... No one is my friend. Mm -hmm. Because I've worked in a lot of places where no one would... Yeah. yeah, went through a lot of different things. There was a lot of great people out there. If you're one, if you're one of my former coworkers, I still love you. If you're a former work but, friend, but we know there was yeah. a lot of people that Maybe had ulterior motives that are not listening to this because I'm not friends with them. Right. However, and also, how would they find this? Very strange. It's on the interwebs. Yeah, but are they going to be like Josh King podcast? Are they going to Google it? Oh, God, I hope not. Because do you know how many Josh Kings there are in the world? Exactly. I have two in my phone. Hey, listen. Are they both me? Red hot poker plant meaning. Now, do I know if this has any actuality in it? No. But it says, in Chinese culture, the plant is a symbol of prosperity and good luck. I could use both of those. As a token of good fortune for the recipient. Oh, that sounds fun. That's you. You're Hi good fish. luck for people. Hi, fish. What you doing? I'm taking my afternoon nap and wondering why you keep staring at me. Listen, I have a question for you now. Yeah. <laughs> this 
That's really funny. You've had questions for me all morning. No, no, no. This one is, so you've got to pick something that I am. But I want to know, if I was a home improvement project, what would I be? (laughs) You're obviously something in the garden. So you would be an outside cat. (laughs) That's not a project. (laughs) You would be an outside native hummingbird garden project. Cool. (laughs) You would be an outside cat. That's not a project. I mean, okay, cool. So would I just have lots of flowers? I'm a cat in like the... In the oh you're a cool cat sort of way, not like a you're a four legged feline that eats field mice. I mean, we do say that Nick is a golden retriever and I'm a cat. Personality wise. Can you lick your lick your arm and your paw real quick and see if you can kinda of... I, I could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> like Again, this, this is, is how I look with ears. But is it Office buildings draped in cat fur singing memory from the musical Cats. <laughs> One of the failed concepts for ads. For I can't believe you told Slanner. me that is way is very funny, but such a small specific audience and it's a terrible idea. I, I had the graphics ready. Incredibly niche. It's so niche. But if you understand that joke and that reference, you are my friend. You are our, you probably both of our friends. Because there's maybe five people that would get yeah. that joke. Yeah. There's probably ten people right now scratching their head going, what in the F are they talking about? <laughs> exactly. What is cats? What is memory? I don't yes, understand. The musical. Just, it's fabulous, right? Memory. Something, something, All something, something. Yep, just like that. I can, I can belt that out when it's playing on the, playing on the radio, <laughs> on my phone. Well, Josh, is there anything that you would like to share with the listening audience that you have not already shared? Hello, listening audience. Thank you for tuning in to. What's the name of your podcast? The garden story. The, the story garden. The story. I was going to call it the garden story. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning into the story garden with Megan and guest today, Josh King. You can, if you clip that, you can use it. It'll confuse people. You're so weird. Yeah, we've met, right? Yeah. So, what do you want people to know about the five 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 plan? Yes. So, ideally, it's for real estate agents that uh, are interested and want them to learn a little bit more about planning, zoning, development, yeah. just sort of how to kind of get a start in that and what some of these terms and things mean. So we've recorded a small set of videos that we're getting ready to launch here within the next month or so. Yeah. Um, and from that, we're going to kind of refine and grow um, the video content. So it's available to individual agents, it's available to uh, small teams or brokerages, and it can go it all the way up to the full level, which is 
you essentially need me to help run a project with, with you. Yeah. Um, so anywhere in between, all of which involve a different amount of one-on-one time with me to help talk you through things, uh, help answer questions that you have, just a lot of different things that relate to the years of experience that I have that um, I would love to share with you uh, and have shared with lots of people over yeah. the years, yeah. whether they've wanted to hear it or not, but just things that are out there to help you grow in your profession if this is an area that you want to go. Or if this is an area you want to go and you just want to help close a deal, I'm also there, I can help you, and you can avoid this you can avoid this kind of thing in the future by learning a little bit more about it. Yeah. Okay, Josh, anything else? Uh, thank you for tuning in today. Hopefully you'll be hearing more of my voice on future episodes of The Garden Story Podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. She's never going to have me back because I, can, I can't remember details very well. It's going to be fabulous. The Story Garden, which is a really unique concept... Thanks. And it's a very unique podcast. So make sure you like, subscribe, <laughs> and stay tuned for future episodes with people that p- might be more coherent than me. <laughs> Are we ready to be done? Yeah. One, two, three. Bye. Thank you for joining us for episode 11 of Story Garden Pod. If you enjoyed today's episode, I hope you'll subscribe and follow along as we dig into a new set of stories each episode. Want to connect with Josh? Visit his website at joshtheplanner.com or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at joshtheplanner. Make sure to stay tuned over the next few weeks as Josh unveils the 555 plan. It's going to be a great resource for those interested in real estate and development, and I'm really excited to see it grow. A special thanks goes out to musician Jay Wren for use of her song, Old Friend, which can be found on streaming platforms or by visiting jrenmusic.com That's J-A-Y-R-I-N music.com. And don't forget to follow her on socials so you can catch her next local gig. To support Story Garden Pod financially, become a Patreon supporter by visiting patreon.com backslash storygardenpod. We'll be sharing extra stories, our special cocktail recipes, and more. So don't miss it. Finally, Did you like today's episode? If so, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Your reviews will help us reach a wider audience, share more stories, and build an even stronger community. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the garden.